Hey everyone, welcome and thank you for joining us for the fifth session of the Tabernacle. Today's topic will be the hangings of the court. The hangings of the court. When the tabernacle was under construction, God told the builders to make the innermost part of the tabernacle the most holy place. The Ark of the Covenant was to be placed there. But to explain the tabernacle, we will start from the outside and work our way in. First of all, let us talk about the court, which is the, in the immediately outside of the tabernacle. And thou shalt make the court of the tabernacle for the south side southward, there shall be hangings for the court of fine twined linen of an hundred cubits long for one side, and the twenty pillars thereof and their twenty sockets shall be of brass. The hooks of the pillars and their fillets shall be of silver. Exodus 27 verses 9 through 10. Within the innermost part of the tabernacle lies the most holy place. Right outside of that is the holy place, then just outside of that is the court. The court is made by setting up a perimeter of pillars in the sandy ground and then hanging the hangings of the court. The south side of the court is 100 cubits long, the north side of the court is 100 cubits long, the east side is 50 cubits long, and the west side is 50 cubits long. The hangings which wrap around the entire court are made of fine white linen. Every part of the tabernacle portrays Jesus Christ. The hangings of the court represent the white, clean, and righteous character of Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 22 through 23 states, Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Jesus Christ never committed a sin while on earth. He was only, he was holy and he was righteous. During his time in this world, he was always able to come boldly before God because he was righteous. Contrary, just like the verse in the Bible that says, There is none righteous, no, not one. There are no humans who are righteous on their own. The people of Israel lived in the wilderness for 40 years, but their clothes never fell apart, nor did their shoes become worn out. God was with them while they were traveling in the wilderness. God kept their feet from blistering, and He did not allow their clothes to tear. Now, Though their clothes had not fallen apart, they did get dirty. Needless to say, there were not just a few people wearing dirty clothes, all of the Israelites were wearing dirty clothes. So, they were not able to truly fathom how dirty they actually were. They were finally able to realize how truly dirty they were when they came near to the tabernacle and saw the outside walls that were made of that clean white linen. In similar fashion, people do not fully conceive how filthy and evil they truly are. 
when Jesus was in the world, there were people who dragged a woman who was caught in the act of adultery over to him. Right then, Jesus said to them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. Before they confronted Jesus, they did not know how filthy and evil they were. Only when they heard the words of Jesus spoke did they examine their own hearts to see whether they had sins or not. Obviously, the filthy sins that were inside of them were all brought to light. Everyone felt extremely guilty in their conscience, and they all dropped their stones and departed, beginning with the eldest to the very last person. Even though every single person there had sinned, they would not have been able to realize their sin had they not come before Jesus. They would not have been able to perceive how filthy they really were. Most people do not have the eyes to reflect on themselves as they come before Jesus Christ, so they were merely compare themselves with other believers or their neighbors. Then they think, well, at least I have a better conscience than Deacon Kim. I'm cleaner than Deacon Lee. Harboring those thoughts, they fall into thinking that they are better than others. However, no matter how clean a person may be, when that person stands before Jesus and reflects on him or herself, he or she will immediately know how pitiful and dirty a human being they are. Our eyes to properly and correctly see Jesus must be opened. People who do not have the eyes to see the holiness and righteousness of Jesus Christ have no way to truly detect their own filthy image. Of course, to a certain extent, we may feel that we are filthier than others, that we are an evil person. However, no one can deeply discern how dirty, or, how dirty of a sinner they truly are before ascertaining the holiness and righteousness of Jesus Christ. Therefore, they mostly live without knowing the judgment of God as it pertains to their sins. The result is living in seeming contentment while having sin in their hearts. No matter how clean a life a person may have in this world, when he or she is compared with the righteousness of Jesus, they would not be able to lift their heads up out of the sheer shame. While catching fish in the Sea of Galilee, Simon Peter did not know how evil he was. One day, Peter met Jesus and heard Jesus' order to cast the net into the deep end of the sea. After he had caught an endless amount of fish, he only confessed, Lord, depart from me, for I am a sinner. Because he was such an evil sinner, compared with Jesus, he could only confess the reality that he could never dare to stand before Jesus who was completely holy and righteous. In Isaiah chapter 6, upon meeting God one day, Isaiah said, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Isaiah 6 verse 5. He discovered his unclean image and was sad and tormented because of it. Although people attend church, they only vaguely think that they are filthy, evil sinner, 
This is because they have never tasted the holiness of Jesus Christ. Yet, on the other hand, they are unable to fully realize how evil and filthy they truly are. Though the people of Israel had on dirty clothes, they were unable to realize it on their own. Just like when the Israelites discovered that their clothes were dirty after approaching the clean white hangings of the court at the tabernacle. We cannot know how we cannot know our own dirtiness before coming to Jesus Christ. When you discover him, you can reflect on your evil image and be tormented by that image until your sins are washed clean. That is when you can come boldly before the Lord. <clears throat> when you meet religious people, they know that they are sinners but you cannot see them suffer or grieve due to sin because they are so desensitized to it. Not only can you not see them suffer, you can also see them have no will to take care of their sin whatsoever. They just know that they are sinners as a concept because they cannot realize how truly dirty and evil a sinner they are. Even though they have sin in their hearts, they pray as if that sin is not a big deal. They even rejoice and go to church. And oftentimes, they think that they can go to heaven. Why? Because they simply compare themselves with those around them who also have sin. It is also due to the fact that they do not reflect upon themselves in contrast to the holy, spotless righteousness of Jesus Christ. Jesus never sinned while living in this world for 33 years. He never once defied the will of the Father. When he stood before the cross, he knew there was going to be a lot of physical pain and suffering. However, he obeyed and followed the will of the Father to carry the cross and to suffer. Jesus was crucified, rose again in three days, and ascended. After the Lord ascended, God sent the Holy Spirit to earth on the day of Pentecost. God sent the Holy Spirit to earth after Jesus came down, finished his work, and ascended in order to testify that God received Jesus joyfully when he went back up. Why was God able to accept Jesus Christ? Jesus obeyed every word of God, and he had the boldness to come before God. The people who live in this world today need the righteousness of God in order for Him to receive them joyfully on the day they stand before Him. Many people try to obtain righteousness in their own way, but the righteousness they obtain through their hard work and effort will never please God. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 20 it says, For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. If we labor and work hard like the Pharisees and scribes did, not, did to keep the commandments, does it mean we can obtain a greater righteousness? It does not mean that at all. So what should we do? When you read the words about the tabernacle in Exodus, there are clothes the priests wear when they come before God. They are referred to as a priest's garment. The garments they wear when entering the holy place to serve God are made of linen. This linen is the same linen that surrounds the tabernacle. 
The hangings of the court that surround the court of the tabernacle represents the righteousness of holy Jesus. It means that the clothes the high priest wear to enter into the holy place must be the same as the hangings of the court. Again, these hangings represent the righteousness of Jesus and the priest must have them on in order for God to accept him. It means that when we go out to God, the righteousness that we have must be the same as the righteousness of Jesus Christ while on earth. Who can have the same righteousness as the Lord Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ never sinned, was holy. He is the Son of God in whom God was pleased. How could a man dare to possess the same righteousness of Jesus Christ and then go before God with that righteousness? This is something we need to talk about. Many people labor and try hard to be like Jesus so they can come before God. If they attempt this, could they eventually possess the righteousness of Jesus Christ? It is impossible. No matter how hard a person tries to live according to the word of God, everything he or she does becomes the same righteousness as that of the scribes and the Pharisees. If that is true, then what must we do to receive the righteousness of Jesus Christ? In Romans chapter 10 verse 2 and 3, Apostle Paul says, For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to the knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. The reason people do not submit to the righteousness of God is because they try hard to establish their own righteousness, they do not learn about the righteousness of God. People look for righteousness in two ways. One way is trying to become righteous by refraining from sinning and trying hard on their own to live according to the words of God. This is a righteousness of works. The other way is when people receive the righteousness of Jesus because they cannot become righteous through any effort on their own. If we can wear the righteousness that God gives us according to the second way I just laid out, it does not matter how our righteousness is. Therefore, trying hard to build your own righteousness in order to come before God is a refusal to wear God's righteousness. The priest's garment and the hangings of the court of the tabernacle are made with the same linen. This tells us that the righteousness we need to put on, put on in order to stand before God must be the same righteousness as that of Jesus Christ. This is because it is impossible for us to go to heaven through doing well on our own. It is telling us that we must be strengthened through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 10 verse 4 it says, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. It means that we cannot obtain that righteousness through hard work, but through the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. He forgave our sins and fulfilled our righteousness. Also in Romans chapter 3 verse 21 and 22, Now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. 
for there is no difference. Instead of the righteousness that comes by way of keeping the law, we become righteous through accepting by faith the righteousness Jesus has achieved for us. In Romans chapter 4 verse 5 it says, But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. The righteousness of God is draped on us by way of Jesus' death on the cross and believing that he has made us righteous through his crucifixion. Even though people today say that they believe in that Jesus who died on the cross, they are unable to believe that he made them righteous through his death on the cross. They fear proclaiming their righteousness in front of God. What the Bible wants to tell us is that because Jesus achieved righteousness for us through dying on the cross, we must come boldly before God by believing the fact that Jesus has made us righteous. People who have righteousness of Christ no longer labor to build their own righteousness. The same way the linen is used for both the hangings of the court that wrap the entire tabernacle and the garments of the priests, the righteousness of Jesus is the same as the righteousness we now have through him. That is why God can joyfully accept us. Thank you guys so much for listening to the episode today. Um, if you have any questions or comments, please remember to leave it in the comment section below. And also please remember to subscribe so that when the next episodes are available, you'll be the first to know. Until next time, Pastor Ryan. <music>